Kinsey Pax and Roland have been in the Badlands for a little bit. Oh, whoa. Oh, got a video cycle. All right. Uh, Kinsey, Sorry. Pax, and Roland have been in the Badlands for a little bit. Uh, they've been on the trail of a missing nomad pack known as the Riveteers. They found this nomad pack had been uh, driven into the mountains by a rival pack known as the Cloudcutters. Upon meeting the leader of the Riveteers, uh, they, these three drifters realized that uh, the leader known as Tusk was in fact... Kinsey's estranged mother. Um, so uh, he hasn't seen her since he was uh, just a couple years old. Uh, he got dropped off yep. at a homestead in the garden and uh, thought she was dead, but turns out she's alive. She just almost died a long time ago. Uh, but uh, they joined the Riveteers in a glorious ride against the uh, <laughs> against the cloud cutters. Um, down Split Boot Canyon, and it didn't go very well for the Riveteers. Their vehicles were decimated. Um, uh, Kinsey's mother, Tusk, uh, lost uh, one of her cybernetic limbs and uh, kind of like sort of almost lost a real limb. There was a bone sticking out of it, but uh, Roland did some work to, to make that a little better. Um, then uh, the remaining Riveteers began to defect to the cloud cutters and tusk wanted none of this and these three drifters kinsey pax and roland have been hired by the town of soldina uh to restore the riveteers back to their route uh because the cloud cutters uh run way too high of a price for the town to sustain its way of life so uh these three drifters have infiltrated the cloud cutter um camp uh, Roland and Kinsey arrived as Riveteer, or, well, Roland arrived in, uh, under the guise of a Riveteer named Jack, uh, with Kinsey as himself, uh, brought Kinsey to the leader of this branch of the Cloudcutters known as Ferdinand Koenig, who turned out to be Kinsey's estranged father! Uh, <laughs> uh so... Uh, Ferdinand welcomed Kinsey with open arms and, and established him as his heir apparent, despite the fact that, uh, his other child, Red Wheel, his daughter, Kinsey's half-sister, um, uh, has been with the Cloud Cutters for who knows how long, um, but, uh, Ten years, she told us. Yeah, ten years. Um, <laughs> we, and... we know how, how long. <laughs> Turns out, um, and, uh, she... Uh, kind of got the shaft a little bit. So Kinsey tried to talk to her and say, hey, maybe you should, like, maybe overthrow our dad. And then she uh, thought it was a test because her because Ferdinand may, maybe, you know, be may just be a little abusive to her. And so she drove Kinsey away, um, uh, drawing her gun on him and uh, threatening to kill him if he came back. So Kinsey went off into the wilds in the middle of the night. Um, meanwhile, Roland managed to join Red Reel's Roadkin, uh, basically the crew that rides in her illustrious vehicle, the Bullwhip, uh, and, uh, Pax established herself as sort of kind of third in command in the, uh, in the Cloudcutter camp, uh, the leader of the grunts as she, uh, um, uh, intimidated all of them en masse and, uh, now has a few, you know, uh, sycophant uh, followers. Um, additionally, Pax did break out the scavenger known as Kira and set her up in a little housing pod to start working on some traps. 
so uh, she did that because she figured Red Wheel had learned that Ki she was working with Kinsey. And uh, she was right, because as soon as she left Kira, she was approached by one of Red Wheel's uh, roadkin and uh, escorted to Red Wheel's housing pod. Uh, and uh, she was brought into that housing pod, and the door closed ominously behind her. Sorry. So, we will begin the session with Kinsey. Kinsey! <laughs> you Kinsey. go wandering around in the in the Badlands. It's the middle of the night. Um, right. What are you? What are you? What are you doing? How are you feeling? You've just kind of been banished by your half sister. I I had hoped that that would have gone better, but uh, you know it's it's fine. Uh, I am resilient. Nothing felt resilient, so uh, I think. I don't know. When, when's, when was... Uh, did we go right after dinner? That's when we kind of met it up? Um, yeah, it was It was middle of the night. I think it was, like, somewhere between 8 and 10-ish. It was the nighttime. It was solidly nighttime, but not, like, you know, early morning nighttime. Uh, so, so I think, you know, it's it's the middle of the night. I'm going to get just a little distance between myself and the camp, and uh, uh, I'm, I'll, I'm just going to kind of... I think what I what I might do. I don't know how it will go in the, in the middle of the night. I've, I've still got some hours left. I'm going to see if I can track down that uh, that I was hunting earlier before before we got to the the. Oh, is that all right? The uh, the the mysterious uh, beast that you uh, yeah. had a slight trail of before the ride down Split Boot Canyon. Uh, that's one, yes. But the only way for you to find it was to stay up all night and go into the fight exhausted. Um, Which, you know, wouldn't have gone... It probably would have gone even worse than it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Uh, so let's go ahead and we'll we'll have a, you roll survival. Sure. Um, I'll put it out of like a... Actually, you know what? It'll be a post. Hmm. All right. Ooh. Uh, uh, hold on one moment, please. Going to spend two grits. I'm going to play to the play into the gallery. Okay. So I've got a high of four. A high of 14? Um, yes. My high is 11. All right, so that's one net hit then. Okay, so with one net success, uh, you do eventually, you kind of are wander for a bit, you know, thoughts rattling around your head about, you know, what you may have said to your sister to change her mind, uh, maybe some worries about Pax and Roland. And then you decide to, like, you know, to cope with that uh, anxiousness you have inside you uh, by, you know, doing what you do best. You know, you, you turn to the wild, you start tracking. Um, and it doesn't take you too long as you kind of move your way back towards the area where you were tracking it before, uh, to mm -hmm. pick up on its trail a little bit. Again, it's, 
it's a strange it's it's it, it's a strange trail it's it, it's hard to identify exactly what kind of beast it is the, none of the prints are uh extremely clean and part of that you know it's it mm. hasn't rained here in a while it's very dry dusty you know like you know flat packed like dirt on stone so there's not a lot for you to go off of but you do see some of the similar like signs of passage that you had seen before so you begin tracking that and it's gonna take you a while um but you think that you're you're on the right track and if you stick to it you should be able to get it before sunrise can i tell how cold this trail is um not entirely um it's it definitely doesn't feel extremely fresh but that's part of the thing about this something about the way this creature moves um it it seems like it's almost a creature that is smart enough to try and tread on areas where it leaves little track um but so you begin you begin tracking it with what little signs of passage you can find, and you're you're very confident that you will find it before sunrise, but you're not 100% sure when. Sure. Um, meanwhile, back in camp. <laughs> Pax, the door closes behind you. And you find yourself standing in a housing pod with Red Wheel and all of her roadkin, including the newly anointed Jack, <laughs> who you recognize as Roland. Um, one of the roadkin is waiting outside. It's Grease. Uh, he led you here. He's uh, waiting outside. He wished you luck when you went in. Um, and uh, you walk in, and all of them are kind of standing there. You do realize they are all armed, and they all are they are all kind of like surrounding you as you walk in. One kind of slides over by the door you just came in and leans against it as you step in a couple paces. And right there in the middle of all of them is Red Wheel. Her filtration mask removed. Uh, she looks at you uh, dead in the eye, and she goes, Pax, right? Yes. Right. I suppose uh, you ought to know that uh, Kinsey's not going to be in camp any longer. He headed out minutes ago. Okay. She narrows her eyes a little bit and goes... So what I'm wondering is, who exactly is Kinsey to you? I know you're working together. As soon as he mentioned it, I realized I'd seen your face before. Down in Split Boot Canyon. You're the gal that took out that gyrocopter. I thought I ran you over. Ah, uh, looks like you missed. Hmm. But anyways, you have some explaining to do. You come in here, a riveteer, dressed in cloud cutter <coughs> gear. And you just kind of slide your way in and pretend like you're part of the, the gang. Well, first of all, I'm 
Not a riveteer. Never was. Well, he was riding with him. And Kinsey rides with him. So, I believe that makes you a riveteer. I admire your ability to make the world so black and white. Do enlighten me then. Why? Well, because otherwise we have a problem. I'm not comfortable with you just making a home here in the Cloudcutter camp an ally to Kinsey Koenig, recently exiled and not to return. I think there might be some ill will between us, and I'd like to stamp that out right here and now, make sure that you will fall right in line. You're just the best at making assumptions. He, if what you said is true, and you didn't kill him, and he just left, he left without me. Does that sound like an ally? Sounds like you're. Does that sound like a friend? Does it seem like Kinsey and I get along super well? Or does it seem like he needed to see his daddy and drifters have different skill sets and maybe he's the outdoorsman. And so he knows by leaving that I'm here amidst, I guess, his enemies. What makes you think in that black and white brain of yours that Kinsey and I are on good terms. Notice you answered my question with a question instead of answering my question, which is, who is he to you, and are you going to be a problem? Because it sure as shit feels like it now. Um... While this conversation is going on, uh, I would like to be reading the room. I want to know as best I can what the power dynamics and hierarchies are of the various members of this crew are. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, roll discipline at a, or I guess uh, for you, you can roll blend uh, since you have playing the player um, at a minus five. Okay. I guess that depends on you. Uh, it's not a very good roll, but it's about as good as I can do with a minus five. Uh, my high is a six. Okay. How many successes? Uh, two hits. Okay. Uh, you get a, a decent-ish read during this exchange. Nothing nothing too deep. No, like, inner secrets. Yeah. <laughs> no furtive glances where you realize there's, like, a super weak link. But you get a, a general read on them, and I'll get to that in a minute. 
Cool. Uh, she responds to you, Pax, with, how do you figure? Well, I'm stuck here. So you can choose to have me as an ally or not. You can choose to make me a problem or not. And like, yeah, you could take care of this problem, but not without losing significant resources. How do you how do you think I got here? Well, they said they found someone uh, uh, who they thought hadn't uh, been part of the fight dead, and I assume that might have been your handiwork. Pax, my intention here is to find out what exactly you and Kinsey were playing at coming in here and cozying up to Ferdinand. I suggest you feel you change your uh, mood to the talkative type, the cooperative type. And if you do, then we can work together just great. I don't think that there's anything I could say to make you feel comfortable because, well, as far as I can tell, having been in the position myself at one point, that you are cornered and you are scared and you have been told that you are nothing and you now, after years and years, believe it. And so you're never going to believe anything I say, no matter how much I say what it is you want me to say or what I don't. I didn't cozy up to Ferdinand. Why would I do that? Like, he's your family, so I'm not going to speak bad about him, but I'm also, I have nothing good to say about him. I came in when I thought my friend was dead. And I positioned myself in a way that I wouldn't be tossed off a cliff if somebody didn't like me. Kinsey showed up. Great. He's alive. I was ecstatic. And then he left or you killed him. He allowed himself to be killed either way. I'm here. He's not. If you want me to be a problem, let's do it. Uh, go ahead and roll. It doesn't matter. I won't succeed. <laughs> Which is better, intimidate or manipulate? <laughs> I mean, I roll more dice at intimidate, but they have the same target. <laughs> so intimidate, then, is the better one. <laughs> uh, you can roll intimidate. I will give you a plus three. Okay. It was such a good speech. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> um, I have a seven. Nope, nope. Oh, yeah, I can count that seven. Okay. Mm. Oh. oh. <laughs> 
history roll will determine whether or not you win because you're the aggressor or if I win. <laughs> no, I, it, it rolled almost the same number. <laughs> uh, so I do have a seven. The other two successes I rolled are really low. Um, but the seven is all that matters. So what is that? One net success? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you say all that and like all of the road can kind of like bristle and like they like reach for their weapons like you know they, their hands go down and Roland this is when you start to kind of see the like the power dynamic as each of them kind of visually checks with each other like are we doing this are we doing this are we doing this it's very easy to tell that Grease is kind of Red Wheel's right hand man I don't think Oh, yeah, because that's obvious. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very obvious. He's I was going to say, he's not in the room. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's obvious. It's that one, you don't even need to roll to understand. He, he's the one. Because I'm awake. To... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it looks like Livewire and Slipstream rank above Kelly and Duncan. Um, and it seems likely that, uh, that Livewire... Um, is the like kind of next in line after Greece. Um, so like, cause basically you see slipstream glance to live wire and live wire reaches for her weapon. So slipstream reaches to her weapon and you watch Kelly and Duncan watching both of them and being like, Oh, <laughs> and they start going, to, they're like, everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen. They're all kind of reaching for their weapons. But you also notice that red wheel doesn't reach for her weapon at all. Um, yeah, I think in this interaction, as I'm watching them, um, you tell me if I'm skilled enough to do this. I'm, like, keeping an eye on everyone, but I want anyone of them who is, like, looking at me to see that I am paying attention to Red Wheel, and I am also not reaching for my gun. Nice. Okay, yeah, I mean, you rolled Blend, so, like, <laughs> that, that fits pretty well in with Blend. Your successes can also net you that. Um, yeah, there's a couple times where they glance to you, and you see... Uh, Kelly, like, as Kelly's kind of scanning and reaching for, for, uh, her weapon, she looks over and sees you standing there staring at Red Wheel, and then her, sh her focus shifts to Red Wheel. And, like, she's, like, uncertain. Her hand kind of lingers halfway between, like, her weapon and, like, you know, calm as she's like, wait, wait, wait. She's, like, getting mixed signals. She doesn't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. she, she doesn't know exactly, like who she should be following now because she sees, I was like, wait, yeah, but Red Wheel, right? He might be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and Red Wheel, uh, uh, you, the one other thing you get, Roland, is that while Red Wheel kind of sits there nice and calm, you do, like, notice her tense up as Pax begins to, like, kind of say, I think you're, you know, uh, you're scared and you've been mm -hmm. told you're nothing. And she, like, her, like, teeth, like, clench at that and, like, her, like, muscles become a little taut but she tries to put on a very like you know strong face uh, where as if what pax is saying is nothing to her mm -hmm. um and then uh she cracks a slight smile at you pax and she goes all right all right i can see uh Kinsey takes after his father, has a way of pushing people away. I, I only have one more question for you, Pax. Seems like we're going to get along just fine. 
Seems like you understand the way of things in this camp. And I like the way you can whip the grunts into shape. I can use that. And you're good at what you do. And I surely don't want to tango with you after what I saw you do to that gyrocopter. Surviving, going under the bullwhip, sneaking into camp, you're very capable. Now, some might say you made some enemies in this camp, and that's a secret I'm happy to keep. No one who was friends of those in the gyrocopter needs to know who you are and what you've done. But there were three of you in that car. Kenzie wasn't driving. Hell, you jumped away from the car. There's one more in there, and as much as I like all the excitement tonight, I really am out of the mood for surprises, so why don't you tell me what happened to your driver after I tipped his car over? Did You all were there. I told you that was me. I set the sky on fire. She blinks and looks over, and then Livewire goes, Right. He he did say that. He told Grease that. <laughs> <laughs> and Red Wheel goes, None of y'all thought to tell me that the new member of the Roadkin is just... Yeah, I I pulled Kinsey's ass out of the... Listen, I ain't been a riveteer long, but that plan that we had to go up against your gang down a trench was dumb as hell, all right? And I said that. I said that to everyone, and no one believed me. <laughs> and now you blew up my last gig, and I'm not interested in that happening again, so I picked the winning side. I've been upfront about everything. <laughs> Red Wheel nods and goes... Grease! <laughs> the door oh, slides no. open. Yeah, and he like eyes you up and down, packs sees that you don't like, just like kind of like soaks you in for a second. He goes, "Well then," and she goes, "Yeah, it did. Uh, make sure that next time you initiate someone into the road, can bring them to me. You know, you make sure I get the whole story." And he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, of course." And she goes. So you're the driver then? Yeah. Yeah. You seem very handy. What with the the sky trick. Not super great behind the wheel. That's good to know. <laughs> listen, I'm passable. All right. I'm not. Listen, I'm. I'm not going to pretend I'm even in your league. But I know my way around a wheel. Kinsey does not know where the clutch is, so somebody had to drive his ass around. She raises her eyebrows and goes, Pax, does that mean you uh, have issue handling a vehicle as well? I can drive in a straight line very fast. Oh, yeah? But I'm not usually, well... Usually, I'm the offensive and defensive protective system. Well, then, I suggest you find some of those 
grunts you've whipped into shape to put you in the the back of their vehicles, toting you around. That way you can excel. Well, this has been a very enlightening conversation, and I do appreciate your candor, Pax. You go ahead and uh, keep doing what you're doing, and you know your place, and then you and I, we won't have any trouble at all. All right. I would say one thing before I go, and that is, uh, honestly, you should be a little bit more certain about your place. This is the thing about drifters, she says, looking to Roland and looking at you, and she goes, Kenzie was talking a big game earlier tonight as well. You think you can just walk in here and read a situation and know exactly how the pieces should fall? You don't know me. You don't know this crew. You don't know the cloud cutters. You're new here, and you need to remember that. Ferdinand may not be the strongest behind a wheel, sure. But he is our leader, and he is untouchable. Best you keep that in mind. Uh, is it, is it because of his protective detail or because he has something over you? And I will walk out. I mean, you turned greases there. I'll attempt to walk yeah. out in a cool manner, <laughs> and they can try to stop me. Grease is there. He doesn't immediately step out of your way. You kind of like square up against him and he looks at you and you look at him and you can see that he knows how that will go. And then, <laughs> uh, but in that moment of like, of you not being able to completely leave, she just goes, so you met them. Well, take it as a kindness that you got to see their faces and live. I suggest you steer clear, fall in line. And you'll find plenty of success here in the cloud cutters. And then she nods to Grease, who steps out of the way, and you're able to walk out, Pax. Cool. I guess I'll go be middle management. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she turns back... Um, to uh, all of uh, her crew, turns to you, Roland, and goes, so then, uh, you've been traveling with Kinsey for some time, then? Uh, a bit. Um, I met him, he was coming out of the garden, I was, you know, in between jobs. So, we, we met up, found his mom, seemed like a good gig, like, I'm handy, I can drive. Nomad Pack seems like kind of a natural fit. And, like, I was ready to stop drifting, but then, like, you know, you were there. You blew it up. So. <laughs> tell me, Jack. How come you didn't tell me you were just drifting along with Pax and Kinsey 
Until just now. Until you had to. You seem like a clever fella. Seems like you'd know that that was something I'd be interested in being privy to. Well, I saw... I saw packs go under the bullwhip. And then I literally walked into camp with Kinsey. I brought him into camp with Kinsey. <laughs> right. I get that. And what, you just were oblivious to Pax's new position amongst the camp? I mean, I, I haven't known Pax that long. Pax was with Kinsey a lot longer than me, and she stuck to the shadows and seemed to keep an eye out for him. I've had maybe four conversations with her. Right. So, yeah, when I walked in concussed as hell, it might have slipped my mind. You were there. You ran me over. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll manipulate. <laughs> uh... Am I dressed to impress in this scenario? I yes. mean, I'm I'm wearing her gear. Yeah, I gotta yeah. be right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you look the part. Um, cool. Uh, she's got a nine. Uh, I have three net hits over a nine. My high is a fourteen. All right. Uh, she goes. All right, Jack. One forgetful moment of the mind I can understand. Listen, I've tried to be as upfront as possible. I understand this is a delicate situation I've walked into. Won't happen again, I promise. All right. Good. Go get yourself something to eat, something to drink. If you need to lie with someone, don't do it here. And when you're done for the night, that bunk's yours. Sounds great. And uh, uh, she walks off. They all kind of look at each other. And nod, and then they're like, "We're gonna get something to eat. You want to come?" Yeah, absolutely. All right. And they all leave uh, Red Wheel in the housing pod alone. Meanwhile, Kinsey been tracking, tracking all night. It's getting late. You still have a handful of hours till sunrise. You're still going. And then you see what is very clearly like a fresh track. Mm. Um, uh, looks like whatever this animal was, it like stopped uh, in some like shrubs and and relieved itself there, and uh, it is still wet. So is it still warm? Uh, not incredibly. Right, right. Um, but it's it's it hasn't like evaporated. Okay. So it's kind of like gotten back to the temperature of the evening, but you're you're definitely you know that you're close because you know the, you're not following like a day old track or anything like that. Um, so you keep making progress, and you're still not 100 percent sure what it is. It's large, you know that large enough to be a mount, judging by the the like the breadth of like the you know it will have like a slight like it will brush some like you know, stone to the left and then brush some stone to the white. So it's big enough to be a mount, maybe a horse, maybe an ache, hard to say, something around that size. Could even be a warkin, but you think that it wouldn't be a warkin because warkin, um, uh, 
don't tend to be in this kind of mountainous terrain. Sure, um, sure. Uh, so you're not 100% sure. Um, or at least this high up in mountainous terrain. Uh, and um, you're getting very close, and we'll cut back to you in a minute. Uh, Pax, what are cool. you doing after you left Redwood? Um, so I'm going to head into camp. Mm-hmm. Um make sure everything's like going the way that it should be (laughs) (laughs) then uh... oh did you freeze no and then uh and then i want to um yeah i i want i want to Go into Koenig's tent at some point. Okay. But um, I don't really want to incur the wrath of the um, um, uh, shoot. What's what are their names? I wrote it down. Uh, the Ophidian clan. The Ophidian clan. <laughs> yeah. Um. As uh, wrath, um, but also I might be able to sneak past them. <laughs> I'm not really sure. So, yeah. Well, do you attempt to sneak into Koenig's tent at some? Well, point? I, I want to do it when he's not there. So, like, if he's like out glad handing or something, I want to like watch his place for a hot minute to see if he's around and then when he's not around is when i want to his his position uh, is pretty knowable you don't need to roll to to know when he's in his tent and when he's not sure yeah so when he heads out i want to head in hopefully through the like rear or side of the building it's harder because um, they're more like housing pods instead of tents, right? So they're kind of like yeah. hard, hard built, um, not like necessarily fabric. Is there not like a window though? <laughs> uh, no, there is like kind of a little uh, little sun. Like there's a part on the top that is uh, a, like a fogged like glass. You could try and break in through there if you don't want to come in through the door. I mean, if there's, is there only the one door? Yes. Nah, all right. Then the front door it is, I guess I'll wait until it's. I'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll a sneak check. Okay. So I do have um, silent step uh, and um, light foot. Yeah, Lightfoot will allow you to move more swiftly. It makes this a much more feasible plan because you don't yeah. have to, like, creep your way to the door. Um, but uh, uh, Silent Step um, is for not being heard. It gives them some penalties. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just letting you know what's going on. Know. All right, fine. You tell them that. <laughs> okay. Uh... Oh, I hate that. All right. Uh, you were up against a 12. Ha <laughs> ha! Suckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quick 
Cool. Uh, I have a 15 and two net hits. Okay. So you wait for a little bit. You're, you know, you make your rounds around the camp. Everyone's like, boss, boss, boss. <laughs> As you walk by, you like kind of sit down some of your, you know, you have some food with everyone else. Everyone's like kind of chowing down. Um, and you see uh, there's a point where Ferdinand walks over to like uh, the edge of a cliff and is like looking out over the like, over the the horizon at the, everything the light touches yeah uh <laughs> staring off into the into the endless uh expanse of the badlands and um in that moment you realize everyone's kind of in their own thing so you just kind of leave your food stand up and uh slide your way into some shadows and then you kind of wait for a minute no one seems to notice you're missing he's still there and then, like, very swiftly, you make your way to his door, slide it open, and then slide it back, back and close nice and, and silently. And you're inside his uh, tent, and it doesn't, no, one's, no one has stopped you so far. Okay. Um, I'd like to look around and see if there are any appropriate hiding spots. Uh, like, go ahead and roll. Like, a- is observe i suppose like there's like a kitchen cabinet or something i don't know just in case i want to have a spot i can run to as if someone opens this door you're just you're looking for you you're not trying to like clear all the hiding spots is what no. you're saying oh no sure. no no you don't need to roll an observe test for there no for that. okay yeah, great. No. there's enough there's enough stuff around in here that like there's like the big like table with the map of the Badlands on it like this area like you could hide under that his his bed has you know curtains around it and like a, and probably room underneath it um, uh, there is like a wardrobe that like you could potentially jump into there's also a chest that if you if you cramped up real tight and emptied the chest you could probably fit inside there too All right. But inside that chest is where I want to actually go. Sure. So you are able to open up the chest. It's full of clothes. But Kinsey did tell you there's a lockbox in there. So you dig around and you do find that lockbox. I'd like to open it, please. Okay. It is locked. So you will have to. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, great. Yeah, a minus uh, five. Sure. Uh, and then um, I have a standard auto picker. Sure. That'll give you a reliability. Okay. And make it take uh, less time. That's nice. Uh, I also have um, sticky fingers, which I. It's just it's for, for pick, pickpocketing. pickpocketing? Yeah, okay. I'm not a thief. You're a thief. Just kidding. I'm a thief. <laughs> Every lock is fundamentally a door and a thing to keep you from opening that door. (laughs) My greatest thiefly wisdom I can offer. (laughs) Um, I have four hits. Yeah. So uh, very cleanly, you get the lockbox, you kind of look at it. It's pretty heavy, actually. Uh, And then you pull out your auto picker, switch it around and just kind of Put it in and like click it a couple times, twist a knob, click it a couple times, and the lock pops right open. You pocket your auto picker and you open Check for traps. the lockbox. <laughs> and then gas pours out. No, um <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I said I checked for traps. <laughs> you found one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. actually that triggers one of my Oh. It triggers uh, an no, there wasn't. No, uh, there was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. 
So, um, inside this lockbox, you find a couple pouches, which you kind of hold up and weigh, and you think there's somewhere between 30 to 50 spurs in there. I don't um, care about that. Next. Uh, and then you also find a leather kind of, not not quite a case, not quite a pouch, um, I guess mm-hmm. folder, like a leather folder is the best way to put it, uh, with like a with like a leather, like kind of like tinsel, like tied to keep it shut. Um, and you find a, uh, uh, a letter, um, as well, like a, a sealed letter and it just says red wheel on it. Okay. Um, what's, what's, so it's like a folio basically. Yeah. Think of a manila folder, but made out of leather. (laughs) It Um, it feels like it has some documents in it. All right. Um, I am going to take the letter and the, and the, and the like folio, the, the like folder. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, So you take those and you put the spurs back in? I don't want the spurs. Close it. Lock it back up. Put it back inside the chest. It feels like it didn't lose much weight. A little bit with the documents missing, but not a ton. Most of the weight was in the spurs. And you set it back inside the chest. Put the clothes back over it about how you remember them being. Close it down. Anything else you're doing? Yeah, I do want to read these documents. Um, I guess the letter will have to wait because I want to close it back up the way that it goes. Um, And that will take someone handier than I. Um, So, yeah, I'd like to open the before I like lock it back up. I I would like to like read at least the folder. Sure. So you, you spin around that little like leather tassel. Open it up, you pull out a couple pages, and a quick glance uh, tells you that these are a bunch of copies of LRC correspondence between um, uh, Ferdinand and a couple other people. Most of the correspondence seems to be between Ferdinand and Rockford, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a couple other like copies of uh, LRC messages that you don't necessarily recognize the recipient of. Um, but yeah, it's, a uh, maybe like, um, month or maybe a month or two's worth of LRC correspondence, just kind of like, at is it a... just like movements and stuff or like, yeah, if you, want, if you want to try and like read your way through it for anything, in, uh, actually important, uh, it will take you uh, some time to like find stuff that is pertinent to, to what you're looking for. Um, but you could roll an observe test to do it, put it at a minus two. Okay, well, fine. <clears throat> yeah, sir. Um, we <sighs> got three hits. Okay. Um, so it doesn't seem like there's like it's not like there's like troop movements or anything like that. It's a lot of coordination between um, 
Rockford and uh, Ferdinand. Um, basically, Ferdinand keeping Rockford appraised. You can't get a whole lot from it, um, but it does seem like they are working together, so it's not like the attack on the Riveteers was like a secret from Rockford or anything like that. It seems like Rockford is aware of what Ferdinand is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of get the sense that Ferdinand... In, in certain instances, it seems like Ferdinand's language kind of implies that he is he is kind of uh, pushing a, a pushing not pushing Rockford, but kind of like pushing his point to convince Rockford of certain things. But you don't you know you're just glancing through really quickly. Um, uh, it seems like you might get a decent sense of like Rockford's personality if you were to take the time to like read through these things. Um, That's not my job, but it, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing that like screams like this is extremely important at this exact moment right now. Right. No, no, like smoking gun or anything like that. Okay. Then I will leave the folder where it is. Okay. So you fold, you wrap it back up, put it in the lockbox with the, with the spurs, then lock it back up and, and put it away. So all you have is the letter to red wheel. Yeah. Um, Man, of course Kinsey just led me wrong again. Um... (laughs) Is there like a, like a hunk of luminescence or like anything that would make the Ophidians think that this guy is magic? Or like, uh, like a thing that like, is there like a cog to the bullwhip that doesn't let it go more than ten miles away? Or like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, you've already rolled an observe test. You can continue to like kind of search around for something beyond that lockbox. Uh, go ahead and roll another sneak test for me, though. Okay. Uh, and I am going to spend some grit. Okay. I'm going to spend two grit to bamboozle you too. Okay. Uh, so you are at a minus two. But I get two grit. You do get two grit. Nice, 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 nice. Um... Well, this could go terribly wrong. Uh, you were up against an 11. Oh. Okay, great. Um, I have, I ha- I have an 11. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but I also rolled a 14, and I could just spend the grit to count the second hit. And then it would explode, and I could get a third hit. Um, yeah, okay, I'll spend, I'll spend the two grit to count this 14, and then I will roll another die. Okay. 
Eh, that guy did nothing. <laughs> okay, so I have two net hits. Yeah, I have I have an eleven and a and a fourteen. Okay. Unless I'm not the aggressor, and then you're I just not, have a. 14. You're not the aggressor. I still win. You still win. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you. Uh, you're rummaging around. You're looking for things. You're trying to find some other like kind of thing you could use against Ferdinand. Um, and you're, you're moving as quietly as you can, and then you hear some movement outside, as if someone is about to open the door. And so okay. you dive into one of your various hiding spots. Uh, yeah. Which one do you, where do you want to hide? So I wanted to ask about this table. Does it have, like, a lip where I could, like, like... Oh, you want to, like, you want to, like, Spider-Man, like, yourself under the table? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. You can, you see that you dive under the table and then like do like a jumping push up <laughs> to like push yourself up and like fly up off the ground and then poof, you just put your hands and legs off to the side and hold yourself under this big oh, wooden table. Much. Yeah. Oh my God. It may require an athletics test to hold for a long time, but yeah. <laughs> see how long I'm here. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so the door slides open. And you're there, and you're able to kind of lower your head and just see, like, just the heels of some uh, handmade leather um, slippers, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, slipper boots. Um, uh, uh, Does this guy have Uggs? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is they don't have very thick soles. <laughs> Got it, okay. <laughs> um, uh, they... they Walk in, look around for a minute, and then move in a little bit more. And then you watch as they take a knee and they look under the bed. And you see it's uh, it's one of the Ophidian clan uh, members, the one you had spoken to before who seemed to recognize Sky's name. Glances under the bed, stands up, Looks around a little bit more. Taps on the uh, uh, on the wardrobe to kind of listen how hollow it is. Stops, and then you just hear like a slight like like sigh, and then he walks out. And as he's walking out, um, uh, he kind of stops, and you see Ferdinand's shoes walking in. And he goes, Tect! What, uh... Is something amiss? No. Nothing. I thought I heard something. Obviously, being paranoid. Ah, well. Can never be too careful. Of course. About your business, then? Yes. And he walks out. And then Ferdinand is alone in the room with you. Okay. I need you to roll an athletics test. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll start it at a minus two. To encompass, okay. a, to encompass a relatively lo long period of time. Uh, that is four hits. Okay. 
Yeah, you're fine. Ferdinand is walking around. You see as he seems to change into uh, into some kind of um, more comfortable sleepwear uh, out of his wardrobe. And then he sits down at the table where you are. And you hear him eating something out of a bowl. And you're just kind of hanging there. And he's he's hanging out. And uh, he seems to, you can hear like pages turning of a book. Um... Roland, you're you're hanging out with the the roadkin. Are you just kind of make, play, playing nice? Or are you up to anything? Uh, I can be doing both. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I am. I'm. I'm bonding with the roadkin. Like, I I, I don't want to be like. I don't blindly follow whatever they do. But like, like I want to be clear that I am my own person and not just like another lemming in their group. But I do like respect their customs, like partake in them, and like joke and talk and laugh and make friends like a sociable person can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think it could be blend or manipulate. Um, blend will blend will make you fit in better. Uh, manipulate will make you stand out more, but also possibly still be equally, if not more, welcome. Yeah, I'm going to roll manipulate. Okay. I'm not actually here to make friends, so. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't come here to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to be kicked off this island. (laughs) Again. Uh, am I still dressed to impress? Yes. Okay. Uh, You're one of them. The clothes say so. Yeah, but you always gotta ask. What's your highest? (laughs) Um, right now it is a nine. Okay. Um, that's fine. I won't spend great. Uh, I have an eight. Uh... What is my grip for, if not making people like me and do what I want? <laughs> um, so I will spend two grit to play to the gallery. Okay. Um, and count my 15, which then explodes. Nice. Uh, I have four nets. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you you find all the, like, Grease is a, is a tough guy, but also... Um, kind of compassionate uh, for like his his fellow roadkin. Um, he even you you're not 100 percent sure, but you think he might have a crush on Pax. Uh, there's a couple points where he says like a couple things where he's like, "Yeah, but that new boss, I'm glad Ro- Red Wheel didn't kill her, right?" Like that kind of thing. Um, uh, and Livewire um, uh, is um, kind of to her name. She's a little uh, a little eccentric. Uh, a little crazy. You can tell she's the she's kind of a tinkerer. She she keeps things put together. Um, uh, Slipstream seems to be the backup driver for Red Red Wheel. She gives you a little bit of uh, shit, like as if she thought like for a second that Red Wheel was considering having you be her backup driver, but then she realized you were the driver of the truck, and she's like, yeah, you know, whenever Red Wheel needs to take a shot, I'm at the I'm at the ready to take over. You know, if she needs to jump out there and do her thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, uh, Duncan and Kelly are just basically guns, 
Um, uh, they're very, uh, uh, are happy to be part of the crew. They don't try to make a name for themselves. They're just there to shoot guns and make sure that they continue to be on top. They're very they're just good happy to at be nominated. Guns. Yeah, you're, you, can, <laughs> you assume that they're very good at shooting the guns to be with Red yeah. Bull's crew. Um, they're definitely more mercenary than the others. They're definitely not as as talkative as the others, and definitely not as bright as the others. Um, uh, they're just kind of uh, the 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 gruntiest of the uh, of the Red Wheel crew. Um, but you kind of like establish yourself as like kind of the big picture guy. <laughs> you you start like you start like piecing, you know, doing what you do already, like kind of like pointing out like ways that things connect and all this other stuff and then like they're like oh i didn't even think about it that way <laughs> and and so like you do a decent job of like making all of them realize like you're you're the brains under red wheel and the only thing you do get is that like greece alone is the one who is a little like all right calm it down every time you start yeah, to, yeah. Like... <laughs> i'm definitely i'm definitely not trying to push it too much like yeah. i don't i don't suggest like okay see these are the three things we could do to be in charge of this whole clan. Yeah, it's more yeah. like, hey, well, I noticed some of your hover things on the on the uh, on the bullwhip are not they're not firing on all cylinders, so to speak, or things like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you start like giving everyone tips and everything, and everyone realizes you're kind of like an all around or big picture. And then only only every once in a while, and you you like it's nothing too big, but like every once in a while, Greece kind of like like says a thing that's kind of dismissive of a good idea you had and you start realizing he's kind of there protecting red wheel as like the oh well let's all remember who we're who our boss is type thing for um, sure uh the other bits you get um just through random conversation and little like uh you know side comments and and things you can kind of intuit is that um no one in red wheel's crew likes ferdinand um, and you're pretty sure Red Wheel doesn't like Ferdinand either, but it's complicated. She like is extremely loyal to him, but also hates him. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the the impression you're you're given. Um, you also uh, can tell that Re- you already know Red Wheel is illuminated, um, but you know that she. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh no! What have I done? Oh, okay. <laughs> I accidentally added a page break in my notes. Um, okay. uh, you can tell that she... Uh, some of the powers you're able to glean that she has is uh, night vision. She can see in the dark. Um, and she can... Uh, they tell a story about at one point when she finally came up against somebody who like was kind of good against her and like was able to like avoid being rammed. And she got so fed up that she blinded him with her mind and then killed him. (laughs) So those are, those are a couple other things you get just by like chatting with them and like listening to them talk about being part of red wheels crew and all that. Um, Sure. Definitely make friends with all of them. Even Greece, who was a little like, all right, calm down. Right. Like, like he even like very much like respect. He's like, you're good though, right? Like is the kind I, of- I make sure to defer to him every time like that comes up. I'm like, nah, nah. You know what? You're right. That's not that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you you get in nice and good with the crew there. They all seem very happy that you're part of the team now. Great. Um. Yeah, and so we'll cut to Kinsey. Hmm. <laughs> Kinsey, the night carries on. 
It is just a couple hours till sunrise. You're feeling pretty tired. In fact, I would like you to roll... Um, I'd let you roll either survival or endure uh, to resist some fatigue damage. Goody, I like that. Yes, I'm certainly going to be rolling. So, that I'll do. Please. That's two hits. Okay, uh, so you take two hit point damage. Um, oh, the terrain is extremely rough. Um, uh, it's it's really slow going as you have to continuously double back and find this thing. Um, but you're very like laser focused on finding it. Oh, what's up? I'm sorry. Is this is this a fatigue test? Yes. In which case, it's actually three hits. Ah, My apologies, I forgot. I have the talent survivalist, which uh, allows me to get an auto hit. To- yeah, so you're fine. No, uh, uh, no damage for you. Um, as uh, you, you, what you do is like you, you're able to kind of you find the spots where you can stop. You, you are able to like seek out little like small streams and creeks that you can like drink a little water from, little springs in the mountainside, uh, so you can keep yourself refreshed. Uh, you also manage to like hunt a little bit of like smaller game to keep yourself fed, but like you know you you're right. you're mostly like trying to not like slow yourself down and you're not like starting any fires or anything either um but i'm engaging in what i'm engaging what we in the company refer to as trap therapy Uh, (laughs) we get your mind completely set on one thing hunt majestic creature and uh all of everything else just kind of melts away until you're in a better state of mind to think about sure uh and and you you come around a bend and you see movement uh you're you're nearby a creek that you just gotten some water from and you're following that creek up and then you see some movement around the bend like a like an like a large animal moving out of sight just out of sight uh uh, possibly to drink from the stream all right uh i'm going to go ahead and uh take out my rifle and load it with a net shot i've got medium net Okay, cool. So yeah, you you quietly pull out your rifle, slot in some net shot, and then what do you do? Uh, I'm going to, as much as possible, keep concealing myself. Am I in an area with... Is it just completely complete flatness, or are there some no, like, trees, bushes, anything? There's a lot of... A lot of this terrain that this animal seems to take is rough terrain, um, right. uh, it is, it's like jagged rocks, steep slopes, that kind of thing. So there's plenty of things for you to move alongside and continue hiding yourself. In what, uh, cardinal direction does the sun rise from on manifest? Uh, east. It rises in the east? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so if I can, can I arrange myself to be from the east of this? Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, any further movement as I do so? Uh, so you want to try and get like more a line of sight on it? You kind of move around to the east side of it and then start creeping your way forward? Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a sneak test for me. Ooh, cool. I don't know about that. 
unless you have unless you have wilderness stalker, which would let you roll survival. Right I do not have wilderness stalker, which I I certainly should get that after this, perhaps. Now, <laughs> so I do have minus one to my sneak because of the armor I am wearing, unfortunately. Um, but I am rolling four dice, so there's that. Okay, here we are. Uh, you are up against a ten. Okay. Well, I have no net hits. Uh, what's your highest? <laughs> uh, highest is a nine. Okay, okay, that eliminates some of my successes. It makes a difference, yes. Yeah, it makes it so it only gets one net success over you. Uh, so you move your way up, and as you crack over, uh, like creep over, like a little cliff edge over the stream, uh, some rocks tumble down, and you like freeze and flinch, and the form of this creature perks up. <laughs> And the clouds part and the moonlight shines down and you see a jackalope. <gasps> uh, a large jackalope. It's rare to find jackalopes in the in the garden. It's not right. it's not completely uncommon and if you in are the Badlands, right? Yeah, in, the, in the Badlands, yeah, sorry. It's it's right. rare to find jackalopes in the Badlands. Um, uh, just because of the, the, you know, larger, more predatory animals that live around here. Uh, but it's not uncommon necessarily. If you're going to find them in the Badlands, it is, uh, relatively common to find them in, um, in the mountainous types terrain because they, you know, they can use their ability to like jump up to higher ledges to their advantage against predators. Um, similar to the tactics that the garden based jackalopes use when they go into forests. Um, but, uh, this jackalope is strange strange it's it's unique looking its coloration is unique uh it has okay. a, a it's kind of two-toned um it has sleek dark almost black chocolate brown fur covering most of its body um and its underbelly inner ear and some of the fur around its eyes is a warm reddish brown color um, it has long, like, sharp horns, but two of the points on its left antler are broken off. Um, this is a coloration that you've not seen in a jackalope before. Um, All right. Most garden jackalopes, they, they tend to be kind of like a muddled, like, gray, brownish type color. Um, uh, in the, um, in the, the waists, you might get some that are a little darker colored, uh, some, uh, some like kind of bluish gray almost. And then in the Badlands, it's a lot of like, kind of like blonde or light brown, that kind of thing. This, this, uh, uh, coloration on this jackalope is very unique and new to you. Um, and it perks up and its large ears shoot up high and start moving around as it tries to like listen for something that it heard presumably you right now i'm going to stop moving immediately and hope that it doesn't look in my dome okay uh it's going to sit there for a second looking around and then it's gonna stand up on all four legs it's kind of got like a an arched back and it's looking and you can hear kind of like 
like as it's looking around. And then after a minute, if you don't do anything, it's going to bolt. I'd like to take a shot before it builds. Uh, aiming at the thick part of its hind legs, trying to do minimal damage with mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, your net, yeah. So your net shot won't do damage. It will just grapple. Uh, go ahead and take the shot. All right. So I begin. Oh, it did not roll very well. You're up against an eight. Ah. Right, well, that is uh, one net hit. Okay, so you do manage to hit it with in a, in a, in a rating one grapple um, as uh, it leaps forward and your um, net shot kind of wraps around one of its legs, kind of tangling it up. It doesn't manage to get the whole backside. It kind of tangles it up and weighs it back on one side. And it kind of like stumbles and uh, and it, like its eyes like lock onto you and it continues to try to run away. Uh, but it's having a lot more trouble now that it's kind of like netted up and like it takes like a couple more hops and like the, the like net like flops around with it and then it like pulls back and starts like going to like gnaw and nibble at the rope. Can I take another shot? Yeah, absolutely. you're only up against a six. Alright. That's still two net hits then. Cool. So as it's like <laughs> going and like trying to like gnaw at the the rope that's like wrapped around its one of its hind legs, you shoot another shot and it and it kind of gets in the antler and like weighs the head down. And now it's it's pretty decently grappled as it kind of struggles against the two nets. Oh, I'd love I'd love to close the distance between me and it, and uh, hopefully avoiding getting hurt, I'd like to kind of grapple it myself and try and call me. Sure. Uh, that sounds like a wrangle test to me. Uh, sure. <laughs> it is going to try... Uh, you're going to roll wrangle. It's going to oppose, and then, uh, depending on how you roll, it may try to hit you with its horns. Oh, dear. Okay. I hope it doesn't. Um... Am I recalling knowledge about an aspect of nature trying to wrangle this? Just like the behavior of the No. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, that, that talent only works on survival tests. Uh, that's fair enough. It, it is. It does. Right. You are up against an 11. Right. I have no net hits. Okay. Uh, so go and roll a d uh, defense test for me. Right. Am I am I dodging? And yeah, I mean it's a melee attack, so if you want to try and block or something, you could do. But I'm assuming <laughs> athletics or gymnastics is better for you. <laughs> and certainly going to use gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, you are up against a ten. 
yes. All right, that's one net hit. Okay, uh, so you skid down the, the slope of this thing. You rush towards it, hands outstretched. It thrashes against the rope. One of the sharp horns flies at you and you barely manage to like get out of the way. It whips around. But then it immediately, like in that thrash, it then moves its head down and rips some of the rope off of itself. It like stands up uh, and then like kind of like thumps its back leg at you as it starts like kind of circling around with you. Um, and you're not sure if it's going to bolt or keep fighting, but you can attempt to, uh, calm it down again, if you'd like. I would love to do so, yes. It's going to be a wrangle test. You're only up against a six. All right. And I am the aggressor, yes? Yes. That is three net hit. Ooh. Uh, so it, it like thumps a little bit and like pulls back. It still has like that little like bit of net around its back leg. Uh, and it like, it's like, as you like approach and you have both hands out, you've like slung your rifle back around your back. <laughs> Uh, and then it like move, it moves its horns towards you again, and you just kind of like step back. But it's kind of like a like a warning. It's not like trying to necessarily hit you. Sure. And then um, it like steps back a little bit, and then like look like glances. You can see its eye like glance towards the thing on its leg, and then sure. it like kind of like hops back in and like gets its horn against the the rope on its leg and like rips it off and then um in that moment your nose is trying to rip that off and then it's gonna bolt and like get out of there it's gonna leap up onto that cliff edge you just slid down and like disappear again sure. for the night um but like in that moment you rush up to it uh so when it raises its head it sees you there and like snaps at you and you like kind of pull back and like get your hand on the horn yeah and then, like, you pull its head to the side. And its head is pulled to the side. And its legs kick up in this massive force that, like, brings you up off your off your legs uh, for a second. As it kind of, like, leaps up to try and, like, shake you loose. But you hold on tight. And you land back down. And it, like, is continuing to try and, like, you know, thrash and get you around. You get your other hand on the other horn. And now you've got its head under control. And you're, like, kind of moving it down towards the ground and its legs its massive like strong back hind legs kick up again but it can only like kind of bounce around in front of you like lifting you up on its forehead and then you use that momentum to get on its back and then uh in that moment uh you kind of grab onto the horns while like sitting on its back on its shoulders and as you're trying to position yourself it leaps up onto that cliff edge and it starts bolting and you're flying through the night holding on the back of this thing barely hanging on as it like bounces around and like it leaps up uh, against walls you realize like even in this moment of panic you watch as it avoids areas where it's going to leave a long trail like it doesn't go into like scree slopes it doesn't go into like matted uh uh like or like loose like sand or gravel or anything it stays to hard surfaces and this thing is insanely agile as it like bounces off walls barely even like walking on the normal uh the normal like pathways it's like leaping up and leaping down and you get yourself on it and it runs around 
and like tries to buck you off and you're basically ho holding on as it bounces up and leaps around all over and you kind of swing off on one side for a second then pull yourself back in all the while hanging on to the horns and then eventually it starts to like tire out a little bit and you're like holding on you're like patting it the whole time you're like whoa 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 you're like trying to give like a lot oh, of like calming noses you're petting it and everything and then like it eventually like kicks a little bit and like bounces like you know thrashes and kicks the whole while you're just holding on to it and you're like scratching it behind the ear and like down around like the the like it's like thick neck and like strong shoulders and like it kicks a few more times and then you are able to kind of settle yourself down a little bit on its like actual back instead of just on its like head and neck and then uh you still hold on and it like thrashes a little bit more and you pet it a little bit more and then it's like uh, it's all right, darling. It's all right. Come on. Aren't we friends? It's like ears twitch a little bit, and then you reach in and pull out some food and reach around uh, towards its, like, massive mouth. And it's like... <laughs> and, like, you feel as its muscles tense a little bit. It's like... <sighs> Not bad. I made, that, I made, made it myself. And it kind of, like, sits there and seems to, like, settle with the fact that you're sitting on its back. <laughs> <laughs> There you are, dear. Come on, come on, come on. But what do you say? You can keep hopping around for a little while. Why don't we try going in, uh, in this direction, eh? I kind of give it just a, like, a light nudge with my knee on the right. Yeah, and it, it like bounces a little bit and then like starts yeah. moving on like that way and like does a couple more bucks as it tries to get a little yeah, used sure. to you on the back. And you feel oh, little... all right, all right. <laughs> you feed it a little bit more and then it like chews on that and then like the next time you give it a little direction, it it resists a little bit more and you feed it a little bit more and over the next couple minutes this thing seems to be relatively okay with you riding on its back uh and yeah you can add to your inventory uh uh on your on your transport section uh a jackalope in fact this motorcycle i've got a jackalope <laughs> um it seats two people Okay. Uh, its body is five, its instinct is nine. What? Um, uh, its speed track is a negative two, a negative one, a zero, and a positive one. What? Uh, and then its handling track is all positive. And, <laughs> it, and it goes four, three, two, two. Uh, starting, yeah, slowest speed gives it the highest handling of plus four. Goodness, he's got some kick to him, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, it has a few other characteristics, but I'll leave those a mystery for now. <laughs> As you get oh, to know interesting. it. Interesting. <laughs> you just met this jackalope. You don't know its whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we'll have uh, 20 hit points, and it has two armor and two toughness. Beautiful thing. The 20, I'm sorry, one more time. Its hit points are 20. Its hit points are 20, and it has two armor and two toughness. All right, thank you. Uh, we'll cut to Pax. Pax, roll another athletics test for me. <laughs> this time at a minus four.
Three hits. Okay. You're feeling the burn for sure. Um, but you're able to kind of like every once in a while, like adjust your grip slightly underneath this table as Ferdinand finishes his food, uh, reads his book for a little bit longer, closes it, and then um, goes over, uh, messes around it, uh, in a desk for a second, and then uh, lets out like a pretty big yawn, and then a sigh, and then he uh, uh, goes and blows out a couple lanterns, and you hear him crawl into his bed. Okay. Do you want to move now, or do you want to wait until you're sure this is No, I'm going to wait until I hear some snoring or something. Cool. Roll another athletics test for me at yeah. a minus six. <laughs> this is a sturdy table, huh? It is. It's a very long... It's a war table. <laughs> How did he fly this up this cliff? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh... Did he build his pot around this table? <laughs> uh, three hits again. Okay. You're you're continuing to hold your position, and eventually, you hear his breath like kind of like settle, and not quite a snore, but kind of a rasping like breathe in, and then a breathe out, and then the same kind of rasping breathe in. And you're like, okay, and then you slowly drop a knee. To the uh, to the ground, and then release your arms from the burning like hold that you've been holding for maybe like an hour and a half, <laughs> and then you stand up, very stiff, and let's roll one more sneak test for you. Okay. Up against an eleven. Uh, okay. Uh, I have three net hits. Uh, fourteen high. Okay. Uh, so you stand up, bones and muscles stiff and sore. You look over. Ferdinand is asleep. Do you leave? I stab him. No, just kidding. I don't do that. That'd be great. You could. <laughs> I could. That seems to mess with other people's plans. Not really. <laughs> I'm not gonna stab him. I want okay. to. Well, I don't actually want to. I don't. I don't like killing people. I'm just good at it. Um, Addy wants to stab him. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I will not. Is that bowl clean that he used? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't do that. That's also not a me. That no, I just leave. I sneak okay. out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you. He's asleep. You step out. Slide the door open. Slide it shut. And then the camp is pretty quiet at this point. So you make like a, 
kind of move off to the side and then rejoin and uh, uh, just as like Roland and the rest of the um, Red Wheels crew are like kind of standing up uh, getting ready uh, and um, Grease says to you Roland is like hey uh, be ready for a big day tomorrow we gotta deal with the fallout of tonight sure thing it's only a matter of time before uh, Ferdinand realizes his golden boy is missing. And, uh, well, we'll just have to see how he takes that. Just be ready. Follow Red Wheel's lead. Got it. All right. Rest up. You did good today. And they kind of, like, scatter off. A couple of them go talk to some other people. A couple of them go back to the housing pod. Pax, you're able to reintegrate to the remaining people who are, like, drinking and talking and, like, getting ready to go turn in for the evening. Okay. Um, don't stay up too late. We gotta, we're up bright and early. (laughs) Is that that to Jack or is that just to random people? (laughs) Just to random people. Yes, boss. (laughs) Uh, and then I'll head over to my pod. Mm-hmm. Cool. You do? Okay. Yeah. And Roland, do you do anything else this evening or do you go rest up? Uh. Nah, I just head back to the pod and, and rest up. Okay. Uh, so uh... You- Okay. What's the what's the like living situation like in that housing pod? Does like Red Wheel have I assume her own room that's like sealed off but it's attached to sort of like the main sleeping slash common area? Yep, exactly. Okay. Is Red Wheel like is her door closed and she's not in sight when we all come back? Uh correct. Yeah, she's she's kind of taken to solitude this evening. Okay. And everyone else kinda like moses in at their own pace and then like kicks off their boots and falls asleep um, nah uh not something yeah i just go to bed pax you return to your housing pod your grunts are already sleeping and snoring they didn't find it was weird that there was like a prisoner in there uh kira is not there shit all right a fucking bitch. All right. Is there a note? Did you leave me a note? <laughs> Always leave a note. <laughs> uh, you go to your, like your bunk and look around. There's no note. But as you are kind of uh, like looking around, um, the the like back door to your housing pod has like a crack, and you hear. Oh, okay. I'll go back there. <laughs> <laughs> And you go back there, and she's like, it's all right. I mean, I heard someone coming in the door. I just, I freaked out. I brought everything out here, and I've been sitting here for a little while waiting and hoping you'd come back. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figured you said people were coming for you, and, and you weren't here, and I thought they was the people coming for you, and I didn't want to, so I figured... I just, you gave me the key, so I just came back here, and then they just fell asleep, so I guess they weren't the people coming for you. Oh, yeah, they're like, um, my groupies. Okay. 
Yeah, no, they're idiots. It's fine. Yeah, well, yeah, I got that much. Um, <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, I I did a little bit of work on your on here, and I got this is the best I could do. What you got me? These will um, they're not gonna hurt nobody. They are quiet, but um, anyways, they they flash real bright, stunning people as as they do, and uh, uh, you can set them up. If you want to get a trap and you look the other way and it goes and then they don't know what's going on, they're all disoriented. And if you can take them out fast enough, it's quiet. But if you don't care about that, then it can be loud. Okay. That's perfect. All right. And she hands you three flash grenades. Dope. Yeah, three small explosives with the flashbang uh, modification. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah. Do you, do you want to sleep out here, or would you rather come inside? Well, everyone, I mean, most of the people here, they see me in that cage. I don't know how upset they're going to be that I'm not there anymore. But I also think they, I, they, none of them has treated me very nicely. So I don't really want to be here much longer. You said we was escaping? <laughs> Yeah, but it's a slower process than I was hoping. So I can I can keep you safe here. If you want to try and make it on your own, you're welcome. I I can't keep you safe then. So maybe I just go back to the cage. Really? I don't like it much, but Why don't... I trust the bars between me and them at least gives me a little bit of comfort. You come back for me, of course. Oh, just hold on, stay here. <laughs> and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get that cage. I mean, it's it's like welded to the bottom. It's I, to the bottom. I uh, still have Roland's. Oh, you have his Omni thingy. Tool. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I have. Oh, it you back. took it back. Ah, uh, yeah. dang. That's how I'm not dead from jetpack. Oh yeah, that's right. That's. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's gotta be like people here are mechanics. There's gotta be like an Omni tool or like a torch welder thingy. Sure. So you're going to try and sneak around the <laughs> a camp. Roll, find, a spare find, roll cage somewhere? Give, me some, give me some options. You want to you wanna try and find some tools to remove that cage and then transport that cage to your housing pod. Yeah. Or do you want to, would you, it might be more practical given the things you have around you to make a different cage around, outside your housing pod. I, I, yeah, I could do that too. Okay. Um, so yeah, you find enough machinery cubes to uh, make a different cage and you what you're trying to attach it to the back of your housing pod or something yeah okay yeah you do you're like hold on and you go off and you find some like materials you come back and then you yeah you basically kind of like like rivet her in and a couple people step back and they're like everything all right back here boss yeah and they look and they see kira 
They see you. Do you have a question? Uh, and <laughs> let's go ahead and have you roll Damn, an intimidate test at a plus two. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I would like to spend. <laughs> I'd like to spend two grit to bamboozle. <laughs> this is the function of my grit now. <laughs> to bamboozle, so you can keep intimidating. This is what it's like. <laughs> when every minor social interaction is a life or death situation, your grit is for bamboozle. <laughs> You are up against a four. Oh, okay, great. Um, I have a five high and Ooh. a four. Hey, you oh, are the aggressor. Dang. As like they like kind of look at you and they're like kind of doing some mental math and you're like, you got a problem? And you like hold the tool out at them threateningly and they're like, no boss, no, 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 no. Do you need a hand? You know what? It seems you got it. And they, <laughs> and they, they leave you to it. <laughs> and then you turn back and Kira's like, bam. Alright. You you don't you ain't been with them before though, right? They just you just it's that easy for you? To just walk in here and take over? Yeah? Yeah, I'll get in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're leaving soon though, right? Like Yeah. I don't want to be here for much longer. I mean, I get you can protect me while you're here, but you know, you leave there's all sorts of people in this camp who like taking things out on me, so I don't even, they stopped asking me questions almost a day ago. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll think of something. I, I just, I, I don't have a ride, so, so we gotta, my ride fell through. So we gotta just stick with it for a little longer. Right. I mean, they got they got copters. So if, if you know you need a driver, I'm your gal. Yeah, we would just need to get there and then away from them. So, right. Okay. Roland says plausible deniability. You know, so. Sure. That whole thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have. A good night in there, I guess. Yeah, play the part. Yeah. Uh, and you leave her in the cage? Yes. It, yeah, I mean, if she's insisting on sleeping in a cage instead of in a bed, like, okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, everyone in the ho in your housing pod is asleep packed. You still have that sealed letter that's addressed to Red Wheel. Do you... Oh, yeah, I need to read that. Do you, do you not want it? Do you just want to put it on your pillowcase and sleep on it? No. What if, what if, like, he's illuminated and he can, like, psychic find it? So, I gotta, I gotta open it. Can I? How, do, how is it skullduggery to open? <laughs> you want to try and open it in a way that uh, I can shut it. Yes. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll skullduggery at a minus 
six. Okay. Does 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 pickpocketing help? Your auto picker will help you here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that's a really good roll if I wasn't at negatives. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do the thing that I said I wouldn't do ever. I'm going to go to zero grit. <gasps> Welcome to the club. A meteor falls on your housing pod. You die. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Was did I take something I didn't deserve? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, uh, I have four hits as I, I go and drop. Okay. Uh, so you get in your bunk. Your people are very much asleep. You pull out your auto picker and you change it to a different setting. And you hold up the envelope and you slide a little like uh, two pieces of very thin metal into the envelope without breaking the seal uh kind of in that spot between where the the wax seals it and um uh and the top of the envelope and you manage to clip your tool onto the paper and you slowly rotate it until you've wrapped up the entire letter around your tool then you slide it out the side of the envelope and you are very confident that you haven't damaged the envelope at all that's crazy. And then you unravel, unroll the letter, and you fold it open, and it reads... Good thing that I'm not Kinsey, so I... Because <laughs> he can't read very well. <laughs> <laughs> and it has worked. Was that a crack about mine? <laughs> uh, you left! You left without me! <laughs> Red Wheel. If you are reading this, then I must be dead. If that is so, I wanted you to know what I never had the strength to tell you while I could still draw breath. You are, unequivocally, my greatest disappointment. You have none of your mother's strength, and not an ounce of my cunning, and you'll never amount to more than you did riding my coattails. If you have the misfortune to outlive me, I imagine your life will be hell without my guiding hand. So, allow me to grant you a final word of advice. If you wish to have a hope of becoming worthy of the name Koenig, then finish what I have started or have the decency to die trying. If I was shot down, find the bastard that had the gall to end my life and tear him limb from limb publicly. Rally the loyal cloud cutters under my name and bring the fight to Rockford and any other alpha too stubborn to fall in line. Keep fighting in my name until every last one of you has fallen dead in the dirt. Only then can you hope to find me in the halls of the elders, and only then will I grant you the privilege of my name. Ferdinand Koenig. 
What a ding! My distaste for this guy has come all the way back around to, like, begrudging respect for his willingness to just flex from the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna go to bed. Okay. So, uh, because you got... No, I am going to um, copy it. I'm gonna copy the letter. Okay. And and then I'm gonna go to bed after I put the the real letter away. So, So you copy it. You got four successes on Skullduggery, so you're able to roll the letter up against your tool again and slide it in and then unroll it back into the envelope and slide your tool out. Seems fine. Envelope doesn't seem tampered with at all. And uh, you put the letter away, put your copy of the letter away, and grab some much-deserved shut-eye. And I believe that's where we're going to take a quick intermission. Welcome back! Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, so <laughs> last uh, uh, we left our three drifters, it was nighttime. Kinsey, um, you uh, <laughs> out of your mic made a hilarious noise when you muted. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kinsey, you uh, you calmed down this jackalope, uh, and will you manage to even um, dismount it? and feed it a little bit more, and then it, like, well, before you dismount it, it kind of, like, leads you to, like, a little den you recognize uh, as, like, a little, like, it doesn't look like a jackalope den that has been, like, lived in a lot, so it's possible this jackalope changes where it stays from time to time, making new dens as it goes. Um, Perhaps, you know, drifting. Uh, And... (laughs) Uh, and, uh, sure enough, it, um, it leads you there and kind of stamps around a little bit and then like, kind of like chirps at you a little bit. And then you, you kind of get off, uh, of it and give it a little bit more food. And then it like looks at you as it lays down on its little like nest and like continues to watch you. And then its eyes close and its ears fold back and it's asleep. And you're able to get some sleep with the jackalope friend you made. I won't get too far into the den. It would impede his personal space, but impede their personal space. Yeah, so you're able to kind of like sleep in another part of the den, uh, get a little bit of shut eye, um, and then um, you wake up to the jackalope nuzzling you. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit past sunrise. You maybe got four hours of sleep. Um, but you get a little nuzzle as it's like big nose is just like smelling <clears throat> your face and you pull back and it's like it's kind of like boxy muzzle is like looking at you and it's like teeth are kind of like chittering at you and you and it rummages around in your pack that has the food in it. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, 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 all right, all right, calm down, calm down, yeah. I'm going to pull out a little more of the food and feed it, and it's like, perhaps just you know, give it a good pat, all right, all right, friend. What do you say, you want to go for another ride? Just get some of this excess energy. He just kind of looks at you. He's going to, I'm going to gently come to its side as though I'm about to mount it again and like give it like a little like tap on the horn as I use it to vault myself onto his back. It like it's like it stays stationary until you get on its back and then it like kind of jumps up and is like still a little unused to it. And it like yeah, thumps its right. legs. It thumps its back like a couple times on the ground just like and then it like oh, my friend. then it settles down. It's okay now. It's okay. All right. Go look. Just go this this way and I'll push the back of its horns forward. <laughs> it's like <laughs> its head goes down and it like stops for a second and like kind of like like goes up and puts its ears really high up and you have to like hold on as you kind of get like leaned back a little bit as it almost stands all the way up on its hind legs. <laughs> and then and then it like in a flash just like goes flying off and you're holding on again for dear life as this thing goes like just tearing through the terrain. Uh, go ahead and roll a wrangle test for me. Not that. Make it opposed. (laughs) (laughs) You are up against an eight. That's a damn shame that I don't have any grit. Uh, I am at a six. Okay. Uh, so there's a, a point, like, it's tearing through, um, sprinting around, j- jumping on and off of things, and then uh, you lose grip, and you tumble off of this <gasps> thing as it, like, does a dramatic, like, leap and bounces off of a wall, and you just keep going towards the wall and slam into it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you will take, um, four damage, no armor piercing. All right. As you slam up against this wall and, like, kind of roll down onto, like, some stones. Uh, and then it, like, it bounces, like, two more times before it, like, skins to a stop and looks towards you. It's, like, one ear pointing towards you and another ear, like, kind of scanning the horizon. And then, (laughs) uh, and then, like, it, like, sits there for a second and, like doesn't quite know what to do, and as you kind of push yourself up off the ground, it hops like one big leaping bound back towards you and like skids to your side. Oh, well done. Quite a jump you've got on you there. Come, I give it another tap. I think that's going to be my signal. Hopping on your back now, and I'll do and I'll, I'll do the same thing. Vol- yeah, and this time it doesn't, it doesn't like freak out as much. It kind of like settles in a little bit as you settle in, and then... It continues riding, and you notice it doesn't quite take as many dramatic leaps as it did before. (laughs) You're very quick, and not just just speed-wise, I suppose. Pretty pretty bright. Uh, Yeah, it just keeps moving around and, like, gets a little bit of energy, and then eventually finds a stream and, like, starts drinking a little bit. Um, Rolling in packs, you wake up in the morning. What's a what's what's the morning routine look like inside uh, this housing pod? Um, right now uh, they start like they get up and they're you know they it looks like 
it's kind of understood camp wide, not just in Red Wheels crew, that they're getting ready to pack up. Like maybe they, you know, they were going to give a certain amount of time for any riveteers to show up and then eventually pack up this camp. So they they all seem to be kind of like not like in a rush, but like casually, like kind of putting things together a little bit. Some people are grabbing some early morning stuff, like the uh, Red Wheels crew kind of like doesn't sit with the with the rest of them, like kind of gets food, brings it back to the housing pod, eats a little bit, chats a little bit. Um, one of them's like, um, uh, Kelly is having some trouble, like with, with her hangover, um, uh, kind of like, just like feeling awful and like puts a weird mixture of a bunch of different things together and like muddles them all together and like takes a sip and goes, and then, uh, Duncan's like, I can't believe you think that stuff works. I think it's all in your head. And she goes, Hey, if it's in my head and it works, it works, man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Um, so, uh, Pax, you notice this too. Like, both of you wake up to the camp sort of slowly stirring and some people, like, taking a little bit, uh, getting some more gung-ho people getting a little bit ahead of the day, starting to put things away. um, What is Red Wheel doing? Um, You, uh... She's her door is still closed and you don't see her around the camp. But if you wait a little bit, um she does eventually like leave her room. Um so if you're if your intention rolling is to kind of just like blend in with the with the crowd and Yeah, I mean I participate. Out. I'm not like not doing anything, but I am very much like trying to see what's going on, seeing where my opportunities are, waiting sure. for the perfect moment. Uh Pax, <clears throat> what do you do with your day? <clears throat> sure. Um, so I will grab some food for me and then some food. I'll send someone with food for Kira. Sure. And, uh, I'm like, you know, like if it doesn't make to her, make it to her, I'll know. <laughs> um, do you need me to ask her any questions or what, what do you, you just, I'm just bringing her food. Just do Got you nope. do you want to make me do it? No, no, no. Yep, it's a very simple task. I got it. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, yeah, and then um, I'll ask my um, my like hangers-on people. Be like, so. Who's the best driver in your estimation? Don't say me. Like, you talking in the camp or? We all know Red Wheel is the best driver. Right. So. But say I was to choose to ride with someone. Who do you think I should ride with? Oh, oh. um, Yeah, uh, Axel over there uh is is pretty good if if uh if if you're looking to be a uh you know a fighter in his in his road kid or you know i mean take him into i don't you be in charge axel axel probably 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 axel (laughs) (laughs) okay Do you want, do you want me to go get 
her or do you, do you want? Did I ask you to go get her? No, 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 you didn't. You just asked me who, and I said Axel, and that is, you done with that? I can clean that plate for you. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thanks, boss. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I'll get everybody packing up and then, like, you know, on their jobs for the day and all that stuff. Uh, and then, uh, and then I'll suss out who Axel is. Yeah, I mean, they, they identified her from afar. Sure. And, uh, and I'll I'll call her over, like Axel. Yes, boss. And she comes over. Do Do I need some? Make a spot available for me in your vehicle. Okay. Sure thing, boss. And she like takes a couple steps. And stops for a second, turns around and goes, "You, you got a, you got a name, boss." I do. Do you? I mean, you want to share, or I just, I, this is awkward, um, but I'm really good with faces. And, uh, I mean, I know, I know you ain't been here long and, uh, first I, I paid you for just, you know, a, a riveteer coming in and, you know, stepping into the position that was there, but I, a couple of people in one of the gyro teams mentioned a, a lady, long, dark hair, like, like yorn. Uh, taking out one of the gyros. I mean, look, I'm happy to have you on my vehicle, especially if you can do something like that. I mean, you you ride in my vehicle and you tear down something that big. I mean, that's gonna, you know, the whole vehicle goes up, right? I mean, I'm happy to have you watching my back. I just. I, I'd like to know who I'm riding with, if it ain't too much. Axel. If I did that, would you think that I would share that with you? Just ask him for your name, boss. Is that all you're asking for, though? Because I don't think that's what you insinuated. If you don't want to tell me, that's fine. That's fine. It just makes it I hard. I don't know you. Right? We're going to get to know each other. And then, when we're friends, I'll tell you my name. 
Sure thing, boss. Whatever you say, boss. And Axel? Hmm? I wouldn't go spreading it around that I was that person. I didn't survive this long making enemies. I think we're going to be fast friends. I hope so. <clears throat> Till then, see you, boss. Nod. Murder her. No, just kidding. <laughs> you asked who a competent person was. <laughs> <laughs> they told you the other competent person here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Roland, eventually, um, you know, you're, you're kind of keeping, you're not straying too far from any, like, you're kind of trying to keep an eye on everything, right? And eventually, yeah. Red Wheel does exit um, her part of the hot housing pod, and she walks up over to Greece, who seems to have been kind of waiting for her, uh, and he, like, walks up to her, and you're close enough, because you've made yourself close enough, uh, to hear her go, has he found out yet? Nope. Yeah, it looks like he's having another late morning. So, uh, nothing yet. But I don't think it's too much longer before he puts it together. Realizes Golden Boy is missing. And well, when he does, he'll put it together that I'm behind it. I'll tell him I drove him off. You think that's the right idea? <clears throat> I've always found it's better with my pa to not try and be deceitful. If he's upset, he'll make it known. Whatever you say. Alright. How's the new fella? He's good. He's smart. He's a good guy. Uh, maybe a little ambitious. But uh, he seems like he's a team player. I like him. I think we pick good. He doesn't seem too torn up about Kinza leaving, so I think we're clear on that. Good. I don't need any more loyalists popping up and causing problems. We'll get everything packed up. We'll act like everything's just the same as normal. And, uh, well, maybe, uh, everything will just be fine. Maybe. He goes, <laughs> yeah. And then it goes walking off. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wait long enough that it doesn't look like I was waiting for that conversation to just be over to start the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, do they do they call her Red Wheel or do they call her like Boss or, or like uh, a mix? Red Wheel Boss um, is mostly what you get. Um, I don't think I don't think you've caught any other names that they might have used. That's fine. I just don't want to like if everyone calls her Boss, I don't want to be like hello first name basis, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say Duncan and Kelly call her Boss. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, if Slipstream, Livewire, and Grease all call her Red Wheel, I call her Red Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, so I'll wait, you know, like, a minute or two, long enough that, you know, it's not obvious I was just waiting for that conversation to be over. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Wheel. Uh, can we have a word? 
Oh, no. Ah, I'm bisected. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is my dark power I've revealed, (laughs) Raphael. Hold on. Hold on. I just gotta... I gotta think I gotta attend to you inside here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Twice the Tommy, says the chat. Uh, Oh, oh no! (laughs) Did she just usurp my spot? What? (laughs) I saw that happen, yeah. Also, you know what they say, Tommy, no king rules forever. I'm taxed now. (laughs) Sneaky, sneaky, stabby, stabby. I roll 15 to dodge. (laughs) Oh, there she is. So Mark Mark of a truly talented jam is to take over the... Oh, man. Yeah, right. Addy, okay, I guess Addy's in charge now. <laughs> the label says Addy's the GM. <laughs> we're good, we're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, you asked for Red Reel to come and have a word. She turns to you and goes, of course, Jack. And uh, uh, you two step off to the side. Yeah, do you mind if we have it inside? It's sure. nothing, it's nothing, like, obviously the kitten's welcome. I just, you know. No, it's fine. You're new. There's bound to be some growing pains. Uh, I'm happy to ease you into it. Come on Appreciate in. That. And she leads you into uh, into her quarters. <clears throat> cool. Um, um, all right, I'm just going to come right out and say it. And I think you're going to be angry at me, but I want you to know that this is coming from a place of wanting to be a team player and support this crew. I'm good at reading people. Very good at reading people. Hitting a bit of an echo. I don't know. Who it's yeah, I don't know from where. I think it's me. I'm so good at reading people. You can hear me inside your head when I speak. No. Yeah. Continue. Uh, and so. There's a couple of things I noticed when uh, Pax there gave her a little speech last night. You you hide it extremely well. But that hit a nerve, and I saw that. I don't think anyone else did, but I did. So you're perceptive. What am I to make of that? I think you have greatness in you. And I don't mean the luminescence flowing through your veins or the fact that you can make that bullwhip move like it's a goddamn motorcycle. She smiles at that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have something that I have seen in very few people, and that's the ability to to command a room that you're in and inspire loyalty in the people who follow you. And that will be undermined at every step because you want the approval of someone who fundamentally only sees you as a tool. 
You're a brave one. I'll give you that. I didn't get this far by never taking risks. Well, let me make one thing clear to you. My relationship with Ferdinand is complicated and my business and his business. Your business is to do what I say when I say it and look out for the crew, which I understand you're trying to do. You can see all the angles. You can read people. But a situation like ours, it ain't easy to read. Oh, I'm not foolish enough to think I can read everything and see all the angles. But, and I, I promise this is the last I'll save it, and I will drop it and never bring it up again unless you, you broach the subject first. But, this is my read of Ferdinand. When he finds out that Kinsey is gone, he is going to use it in whatever way best serves him, putting you in your place in front of the people that make up just the base of this whole crew. Whether that's elevating you as the true heir in the moment or browbeating you into submission in front of all of them. What he wants is you under his thumb. And he can't have that unless you give it to him. It's not something he can take. Uh, go ahead and roll manipulate. Uh, we'll put it at a minus three. Um, I think I talked someone out of conflict with me earlier when, like in the, in the meeting with Pax. Yeah, 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 because she turned to you and was like, what the cool. hell, bro? <laughs> I believe I am pushing my luck despite a clear chance to fail here. Yep. <laughs> cool. I'm going to spend that one grit to bamboozle her. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's such a good... Thank God. Well, well that makes you up against only a nine. Uh, I have a, a ten, a nine, and a nine. You're definitely the aggressor here, so yeah. <laughs> you, you get three net successes by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> Woof! <laughs> uh, so nice to have somebody that can talk doing one of these fucking tests for us. <laughs> would have been so, so helpful these past. It helps to just roll five dice at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. She sits there. You said you got, it's three net successes, right? Mm hmm She puts her head down, is quiet for a decent amount of time. And then she goes, Jack, I can tell you're... You're going to do well here. You're smart enough to know what to say, when to say it, and when to keep your trap shut. I don't expect Ferdinand's gonna be happy. His son's missing. His son 
that he only moments after meeting gave him, graced him with his last name, a privilege he hasn't bestowed upon me in all the time we've known each other. I understand Ferdinand is <clears throat> probably never going to want to elevate me beyond where I'm at, and I, I get that. But I'm not going to sit here and listen to a man that I just met tell me that my pa ain't right about me. Some people just got to know their place, Jack. Some people just got to know their place to make the machine work. You understand? I know mine. And I think you know yours. Alright. Like I said, we'll come up again unless you want to. I appreciate it. And I recognize how much strength it must have taken for you to risk talking to me like that. So, we can part friends right now. You go ahead. You pack up your things. Camp's gonna move on. And when Ferdinand finds out Kenzie's missing... And I tell him that I'm the reason why. You follow Grease's lead. You stand by his side. You understand me? Got your back. That's not what I said. All right. All the same. I'll follow. I'll, I'll do what you say when you say it. She nods at that. And during that exchange, while she was telling you, like, you know, uh, because you got three net successes, um, <clears throat> while she was telling you everyone has a place, you need to know your place, I know my place, this is all, like, you you can tell that's regurgitated from Ferdinand. <clears throat> like, that's that's just, she is sticking to a script, but, like, what you said is going to stick with her. You get that, you get, you glance just over your shoulder slightly, and you see her just kind of staring at the ground, and you, you get that, like, what you've said has, like, kind of... Like, you know, it's just going to rattle around in her head. Yeah, I'll, as I'm leaving, I'll, like, toss out some, like, mechanic-y thing about the bullwhip of, like, you know, actuator on the front left hover pads looking a little looking a little tight. I was going to take a look at it with live wire. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you step out, you start packing up. Red Wheel will remember that. <laughs> Red Wheel will remember that. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I suppose, Kinsey, what are you up to? My steed uh, is, is currently drinking from this. I'm thinking, can't be friends if you don't have a name. What, 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 thinking out loud, of course, because it's Kinsey. Yeah, like, <laughs> his, his ears like twitch as you talk. <laughs> <laughs> What do I call you? I could go the obvious route, shadow or ghost or I Dolin, which is a bit of a mouthful. And then I see uh, in the stream the reflection of the two moons, and they're like like perfect presence just facing each other. 
All right. What about Umbria? His ears perk up and he looks at you. Sorry, Umbria. Like that. No? Umbra. He goes back to drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it anyway. I think I'll go ahead and call you. (laughs) And he's drinking and kind of circles around and like sits down and looks around. His ears just kind of like constantly listening to things you can't even perceive as he... uh, (laughs) As he's just kind of like scanning the area with his ears. Right, I think. Right, tell you what. The situation that I'm about to bring you into, I have a feeling. Uh, I'm going to be doing some shoot. <laughs> Why don't you come along with me? We're going to go on a hunt, okay? I'll find you some food, find you something nice, we'll get you used to the sound of gunfire. What do you think? He like looks at you. And, like, stands up, like, walks over, and then, like, kneels down to let you, and, like, puts his horn towards you. I'll take that as a yes. I'll hop up on a... Sure. Uh, you're a skilled enough hunter to be able to find some stuff to shoot at. I don't think I'm going to make you roll for it. Um, let's, let's do a wrangle. Let's do a wrangle. See if you can, you can kind of control. It's more about you. It's Umbra, right? Is what you're calling it? Umbra, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see if, if you can control Umbra enough to get like clean shots. Otherwise, like a good enough wrangle gets you everything you need. Got a high of a high of nine, you said? Yeah. Well, I did get three successes, but none of them are higher than a nine. Cool. Right. So yeah. Oh no. Uh, so yeah, you. Um, there's a little bit of time where, um, like, like Umbra, like, kind of starts getting like you. Know, you start. Right, and you start to get used to like how to move him around, and how, how to like command him, and get him to turn where you want. And then there's like a point where you see like some small, like a small little thing, and Umbra seems like he wants to eat it, and you have to like kind of like work him to not ride directly at a thing. Oh, come on, fellow! All right. And like he he like knocks off your first shot, and uh, and then like hops around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And then you you manage to like get him down and like let him like you see the like see the gun and everything and then and then you it's me it's me I'm making the noise okay you kick, you kick him back towards that thing and then he sees it again and this time he listens to your command to kind of like ride alongside it instead of ride directly at it and mm-hmm. then you take another shot and again he kind of like hops but you do hit and ah. uh, and he like hops like once or twice and like stops and like stamps his foot a little bit and is looking around. And then, uh, and then you kind of coax him over to the thing that he wanted to eat anyways, and mm. you feed him, and then, like, you go on another little, like, uh, hunt for, like, another, like, lizard, and then that time when you shoot, he's ready for it. Like, he, like, he, like, flinches a little bit, but, like, is, like, understanding that, like, that means food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's gonna eat the people you kill. <laughs> 
And so he, he like, doesn't freak out at it. And then, like, you, he, like, you lead him back over and he eats that little lizard, too. And then you do it one more time for good measure with, like, a bird. And then he eats that. And, like, uh, and then he's got a nice full stomach for breakfast. And it seems <laughs> much calmer with the sound of gunshots on his back. All right, clever fellow. Well done, well done. Well, <laughs> well, what do you say? Shall we uh, ride in like the heroes we are? He like thumps his foot once. <laughs> I think we're going to be fast, friends. Umbra, come along. No, I'm going to start riding back to the uh, to the canyon where they're where they're hiding. Sure. So you like pull back and do a dramatic like umbra like like goes back on his hind legs and spins around and kicks off his hind legs and flies forward against the the sunrise cresting over the hills <laughs> and then you ride towards the um axton arches where this camp uh this camp is sitting uh meanwhile uh in camp um roland and pax you're kind of minding your own business pax do you do anything else after you've talked to Axel? Um, so, there's not an occasion to see Roland, is there? Like, Roland, Roland kind of said he was being available for every opportunity. So, like, yes, there is an opportunity that Roland pre- presents you to talk to him. Great. <laughs> he's, he's, like, the, cleaning he's his dishes the, or something. Yeah, he's got know. the skill set to be able to be where he needs to be when an opportunity arises. <laughs> sure. Um, I'll just, like, reverse pickpocket the letter, the copy of the letter. Into into Roland's pocket. Sure. Uh, and then just be like, I, don't, I have the original. I don't know what to do with it. All right. Uh, I'll take a look. Okay. And you you can... okay? Oh, okay? Yeah, it's all good. All right. Good friends. Some of them are nice. Cool. I broke Kira out. Okay. <laughs> so I don't. I, I, don't I mean, I didn't really. I just moved her cage to my area, but she's basically free, but not because there's no way to run away. So. Right. So it's more of a metaphorical cage now. Yeah. All right. I I also don't really know what to do with that. So. Cool. How are you? <laughs> it's fine. I sp- I'm pretty sore. I spent like an hour clinging to the underside of a table. Huh. (laughs) That's really goddamn impressive, Pax. (laughs) Well, there wasn't really a good hiding spot except for that one. So I had to wait until he went to sleep and then I could get down. Thanks. Uh... Uh, be be ready for the shit to hit the fan. Um, Redwheel's plan is to tell Ferdinand she she drove Kinsey off when he finds out. So you know things might get a little heated. Sure. 
Okay. I can He's probably it. fine, right? <laughs> Kinsey? Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, there's no one you have to talk to. It's just outside stuff. He's really good at that. Yeah, no, he's probably, he probably just like went back to his mom and is like. That's a good point. It's not that yeah. far away. Yeah. You could have just gone there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, he'll probably show up with like, you know, Tusk and a new war wagon or something. Ah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. No, I think it'll be fine. We just have to wait until until something happens and then we can t take advantage of it. Oh, as far as uh, Red Wheel's crew knows, we do not know each other well. I've only talked to you. Okay. I just won't comment. Okay. Okay. Also, is that, um, is that Grease Guy, like, with anyone? <laughs> Do you want me to make an introduction? I don't know, it's, it's kind of cute. I mean, we already met. I, I took his knife from him when he tried to kill me, but, like, that was, like, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's basically outlaw married, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, you both can have a grip for excellent role play. <laughs> Kinsey, you can have a grip for excellent role play with your with your jackalope. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he's probably got a thing for you. Okay. <laughs> cool. I love that Roland can always just tell people when someone's into them. <laughs> uh, so, Roland, you do manage to get away uh, from Pax and sneak a peek at that letter. It reads the same as yeah. I read before. <laughs> I have to, like, I go through the gamut of, like, oh my god, this guy. Yikes. I mean, Wow. I mean, he's really committed. <laughs> it's despicable, but you gotta respect the play. <laughs> what would you even hope to accomplish with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then Pax, you're continuing to kind of just, like, marshal the troops and stick to the the flow of the camp um yeah cool and and you know when my yeah because we're not cleaning up today like to leave tonight we're leaving like tomorrow uh it seems like the plan is to be ready to leave before the sun sets okay like people are packing up camp all right yeah i'll um I'll have people pack up stuff for me. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just, just, uh, keep an eye on Kira. Make sure nobody's like going to kill her before we leave her or anything. Sure. Well, not too much more time passes before, uh, Ferdinand, uh, exits his housing pod 
and like goes around for a little bit and like talks to a couple people. And then he goes, Everyone stop! Who here has seen Kinsey? My son? Handsome fellow? Scruffy beard? Mustache to rival his father's? No? No one has seen him. All day. I told you he was someone you needed to concern yourself with at the same level as myself, and yet... Everyone's just proceeding with their day as normal. As if his absence is not something to be noted, to be brought to my attention. Hmm? And then, uh, Roland, you see Red Wheel's crew kind of start to, like, gather around where Grease is. I am there. And I'm Red Wheel's crew. <laughs> <laughs> and the housing pod to Red Wheel's, uh, Red Wheel's quarters opens up. And she steps out, and she goes, I think I saw him last, Ferdinand. And he, like, tilts his head slightly, grits his teeth, and goes, Did you now? Well. And his arms are outstretched as he walks towards her and goes, Where is he? Taking a late night nap? In your pod, maybe? And uh, she goes, Nah. No, Kinsey wasn't cut out for the cloud cutters. He and I had a conversation last <clears throat> night, and well, he uh, decided it was better if he left. I helped him see the arrow of his ways. He's not cut out for this life. Father. He's just a kid playing at being a nomad. And he steps up closer to her and goes, And you helped him come to this revelation. You soul-searched with him and eventually he came to this decision of his own accord. She goes, he ain't cut out to be with us. He knew it. He barely resisted. I made sure he didn't besmirch your name and the cloud cutters. And he goes, I see. And then, like, a whip, his hand swings out and hits her across the face uh, with the back of his hand. And she, like, you know, moves with it a little bit and, like, catches herself. And he leans in and goes, As always, you find new, fascinating ways to disappoint me. Kinsey is my blood, your brother. She goes, half brother. 
and he raises his hand again and she flinches and he stops and puts a hand on her shoulder and squeezes tightly and goes yes indeed now you have until the camp is completely packed to go and find my son and return him to my side. And if you can't find him, if you can't convince him that you're the fool that you are, well, I suppose the camp can move on without you. And she grits her teeth and looks down at the ground and goes, I understand. Of course. We can't have him out there roaming about without his pack. He's a Koenig. He deserves to be here. He does. And she winces a little bit at that and goes, Of course, Father. I'll get my rogue kin together and we'll find him. Doesn't matter how far he's gone. We'll find him. Kinsey! <laughs> <laughs> you get to the Aston Arches. Roll a wrangling test for me. All right. Uh, you have a plus four. Plus four? Yeah, because of... Uh, uh, your uh, Umbra's uh, handling bonuses. Alright. Ooh, that, uh, it's a high of 14. How With many... three B hit. Okay. Uh, so, you, uh, you come to the, uh, the Axton Arches, you kind of pace back and forth, and then you kick uh, at Umbra's uh, hindquarters, and he leaps up and perches for a, a half a second on like one of the arches, then leaps up to another one and leaps up to another one. And with the grace of a jackalope is able to scale this cliff edge uh, <clears throat> through a handful of leaps. And then you bound over the, t uh, over the side of the cliff and into the middle of the camp. Everyone scatters as you blot out the sun for a moment. Uh, flying in on the back of this strangely colored, uh, very distinctive jackalope. And you land down in the middle of the camp and everyone kind of dives to the side. Roland and Pax, you see Kinsey just fly up over the cliff edge on the back of a jackalope and land down and the jackalope <laughs> kind of like turns to its side and like thumps its leg a couple legs a couple times as it's like its ears are moving and like following the motion of the crowd. And it's looking around, and uh, you also notice that Kinsey has not saddled this thing. He's just riding this thing bareback. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, and uh, as as Umbra lands in the midst of the crowd, uh, Kinsey screams, "Koenig!" <laughs> <laughs> Roland, Greece who everyone is watching to follow the lead, you can tell without rolling a test. Greece has 
no idea <laughs> what to do. He like he seemed like during the abuse of of Red Wheel, he was like resolute and like the yep, nope, whatever she says, we're gonna go with. We're here. He's like kind of like holding it together, and then this happens, and it's just like his whole world is just upside down. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, I will lean over to him, uh, and I will whisper, uh, if this crew is ever going to make its move, this seems like the time, man. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, it ain't me you have to convince. Yeah, no, I know. I just... You had that whole thing about how Roadkin shares things with each other like 30 hours ago. <laughs> he like looks at you like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I don't know myself. <laughs> uh, Patrick, <laughs> <do> you, as, <laughs> as, 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 what, what is your reaction to Kinsey? <laughs> it takes every fiber of my being not to laugh out loud. <laughs> Um, and then I will move to the front of the group, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and just like, like, uh, you know, do this thing. Right, right. You hold brothers hold on the, uh, on the gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's a little like separated but like you see you like get in front of some of them and they all start like moving around behind you and sure enough like the entire camp is starting to form behind packs <laughs> so you got Roland in with the red wheels crew and like packs like holding the rest of the camp kinsey red wheel and kerning all in the middle of this camp kind of as everyone kind of pulls back and kinsey <laughs> Kin- uh, Kinsey dismounts uh, from the jack and he says, Cut it! My son! <laughs> Here I am! What an interesting creature you've brought to camp. Ah, uh, yes, he's quite the beast, isn't he? Uh, Umbra, I call him quite the jack. Indeed. This is your pet, then. This is my. I mount, Colonel. We have unfinished business, you and I. And Kinsey's going to take off the uh, maroon jacket that he borrowed from Colonel and toss it down, uh, revealing his armor underneath. (laughs) (laughs) He looks down, he goes, Kinsey. And like a more hushed tone, Kinsey, I, I don't understand. Is something wrong? I thought we were getting to know each other. This is... Well, honestly, you have me a a bit speechless. The the spectacle, what is this? Speechless, are you? I'd imagine that's the first time in a long time you've ever been rendered speechless. No, 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 listen to me, Koenig. You, you made me leader the same day we met, but a day earlier, I would have been by your pack at the hands of your very pack. Now you say, now you say that my mother drove you off. Now I know that, that you tried to murder her, Koenig, in 
killed blood. Now listen to me. I think you know that Red Wheel is a more inspiring leader than you are. That's why you great and manipulate her. You know she's good. You know she's better than you. I'll prove it. I, and he turns to the rest, I have acknowledged defeat to my half-sister once. I'll do it again. Now in front of the entire pack, she has bested me. And to you, Colonel, and he points very dramatically, to you, I issue a challenge. Zimbalis! <laughs> Everyone is dead quiet. Red Wheel looks between the two of you, eyes kind of wide. And Koenig, whose face is like kind of slowly morphed from a friendly fatherly figure to like a like rage-filled man, stares at you for a second and then goes, Challenge me to Zimbalis with what? This horse, antelope horse, this jackalope, this, this prom vehicle. This is, this is, this is, oh, Kinsey, I thought, I thought you understood our ways. And I understand them better than you. <laughs> Well, then you certainly know you can't challenge a man to Zimbalis without a vehicle of your own and, and a mount. I mean, that's... It walks on two legs. It's a prom, just the same as perhaps you. Well, then it shouldn't be easy for you to defeat me. And I'll tell you what, I'll even sweeten the part. If you defeat me, a vehicle of your choice, I will tell you where my mother is hiding. You can find her and you can kill her with your own hands. But if I win, if I win, I get to choose who leads the pack. If I win, I choose the new leader of your segment of the Cloud Cutters. Tusk is alive. She is. And only I know where she is. He likes um, it. Go ahead. Uh, I, I have a question, actually. Can I... Can I... Is it possible to move through the crowd without being, like, particularly noticed? I think there's enough of a spectacle that what I would make you roll is blend and you would succeed, so... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to give you negative modifiers, and you're very good at blends. So. Sure, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, I would like to make my way over to Pax uh, and tell her I need the original. Uh, yeah, I'll pull that out of my pocket. Cool. I take it, and I make my way back over to, to Red Wheel's Roadkin, um, and I will hand the letter to Grease. He looks at it, looks at you. Pack, listen, I don't know why. Pax gave me this. He's going to look at it, look at you again. Roland, go ahead and roll manipulate at a plus four. <clears throat> Kinsey, you can roll either intimidate or manipulate. 
Uh, and I will give you also a plus four because you told them that Tusk was alive. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> you, yes, got, you got the letter. <laughs> oh, I'm not feeling left out. I just thought it was funny to say. <laughs> I have a whole army. I don't feel left out. Uh, Roland, you're up against a um, nine. Okay. Uh, my high is a 16, and I currently have three net hits. Okay. Uh, Kinsey, you're up against a five. <laughs> you know, with your plus four... I would have rolled for a target that was the highest I possibly could have. I would have been rolling for a seven. And my dice came up 20 and 20. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, Kinsey, why? What? Dice jail. <laughs> dice jail. You only rolled two dice to intimidate? Yes. He uh, has no muscles. How much grit do you have? Because making it just I a misfire might be worth it. <laughs> oh so no, yeah. that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Did you proc any of your triggers? I mean, yes, and that's why I have two grit. I uh, have certainly has. I have certainly not hesitated to uh, commit to a course of action that is. Uh, I've certainly utilized the trap successfully, so I do have an extra bit, and that has given me two. Mm-hmm. But those are the only two that I have. Is it too late to shoot the moon? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, so while you can't make it not a grave misfire... Uh, you could roll you, two more dice to see if you get a you, success. You could uh, you could still maybe succeed at the test. And we have the rare instance right. of succeeding at a test and having a grave misfire. Because you can't use uh, Make Your Own Luck to undo misfires. But you can still do it to succeed at the test. <laughs> yes, you could Rock. succeed. And then Umbra kicks you off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You only have to be a five. I know. And you can spend the grit individually. So that is all right. Right. (laughs) Grit number one. What was that? A two. But the second one was a seven. <laughs> there you go. You got Last I checked, seven beat five. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. That was the most Kinsey thing that has ever happened. <laughs> to show up triumphant on an animal, hold everyone's attention, and then just beef it when you talk. Whiff it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, 
uh, Koenig looks at you wide-eyed, kind of, like, shocked, and goes, Wow! She really put her hooks in you, son, didn't she? Oh, God. Tusk. Pike jaw. She convinced you I was some kind of villain. Well, it pains me that we find ourselves at odds, son. And if Zimbalus is the way that you can grow, well, then perhaps the defeat you face will humble you to your role in this pack. <coughs> you say I get to choose my own vehicle. Well, against such a beast as this, and he walks over towards Umbra. And Umbra like kind of like pulls back a little bit, but like for whatever reason, Kinsey, you you don't like give Umbra any signals. So Umbra like you're fixated on your father. So Umbra mm -hmm. kind of like sits there, looks to you for like a sign, is unsure, and sits there. And he goes against this beast, a fine beast, a prom perhaps, but majestic in his own way. And he reaches into his pack and pulls out some rations, and Umbra eats it up. And he pats Umbra on the nose and turns back to you, and he goes, Well, if you need to understand the way of the nomads by f facing a vehicle with such a thing, well, I get to choose the vehicle, so... Of course, I choose the bullwhip and your sister as my proxy. Uh, Roland, you said you were moving over towards uh, Red Wheel during this, right? Yeah, I wanted to get back to her crew, and I specifically wanted oh, to get yeah. the letter to Greece yeah. so, because I don't want it to come from me directly. And you got you got three net successes over Greece, right? Yeah. So like, Greece is like during all this. Greece is like. Uh, sure and like goes goes over and like it's like hey and like red wheel's like what what and then grace hands her a letter and she opens it up and she folds it out and roland you watch her face as she just stares at this thing and to anyone else she would just be a statue but you see her like pupils like narrow in and then you see, like, a little bit of red move up her neck into her ears and, like, under her cheeks. And her breathing gets a little heavier. And then Ferdinand goes, I choose the bullwhip. And your sister as my proxy. And she's, like, breathing heavily, staring at the letter. And then he turns to her with, like, a smile on his face and then sees her holding the like envelope and the paper like 
through like tight fists and his smile like freezes <laughs> and he stares at her and then it slowly fades and he goes Red Wheel? Red Wheel? And she looks up and she goes My apologies, Father. The actuator on one of the repulsors on the bullwhip is malfunctioning and my Rokin has not had the time to write that malfunction so the bullwhip is unfortunately unavailable. But surely, your vehicle will suffice to defeat that large, hairy prom of a beast. Wouldn't you say? Father? As she like crumbles up the, uh, uh, the paper. And then he looks towards the group of, of, uh, like the, the whole rest of the uh, uh, the cloud cutter pack, like behind packs. <laughs> well, perhaps we could delay the symbolic. Symbol <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like. Zambales! Zambales! Superman! Kick him in the dust! Teach him what a nomad is! Zambales! 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 <laughs> and Ferdinand sits there, just completely on, un, like, like, Red Wheel's not rising up, and uh, uh, they're all shouting, and he goes, all right, all right. <laughs> Son. Of course. If this is what catharsis you need to get over the lies your mother has told you. Of course. I will accept your challenge. And you accept my And you accept my challenge? Of course. I can't wait to see your mother.